You are listening to The Weekly Therapy. I'm your host, Angela Welsh, and I've been a stylist, photographer, and beauty professional for 22 years. And I'm here to talk to you guys about all the nitty gritty when it comes to the beauty industry. We're going to talk about clients. We're going to talk about therapy. What is therapy? It's the therapy you give your clients every single day in the chair. We're going to talk about everything there is to know about the beauty industry and how to be the ultimate entrepreneur. Welcome back to the Weekly Therapy. I am your host, Angela Welsh, and we are still on this series with the Michael Welsh. You can follow the Michael Welsh on Instagram and on TikTok. And we yes, also have we also have Angela and Michael Designs TikTok has all of our DIY projects and things that we've done. We yes, are back into this with another episode because you have a ton of insight and content to just add to this podcast. And even though my podcast has been about beauty professionals primarily, I want this podcast to transcend to other areas and businesses because really if you're a if you're in business for yourself or you want to be in business for yourself, that you can relate to this. We're going to talk about team building and motivation and how how you've done it and how similar it is to the beauty industry. And this is really pertains to just the last four years with my newer salon. I have commission and leasers in my newer salon here. And staffing has been a challenge. (laughs) Staffing and team building has been a challenge. I think a lot of things have changed in our world that has added to this challenge. And then the industry has changed so much, which has added another challenging layer to the beauty industry. There is sort of this unsaid, said thing that like, I don't want to pour into these girls and teach them all my skills because then they're gonna leave and take all those skills and go somewhere else. I have not been that type of boss or leader. I want to teach everybody who's, I will teach anybody anything that wants to learn. And I just recently started actually charging to teach lashes. With hair, it's so artistically interpreting It is, there's like an artistic level to it. So I don't have this, like, if I teach them all of my fundamentals of hair, they're going to like, it's still going to take them some time and refinement to really build up their niche and their skill set with, with whatever value I give them with the hair tools versus lashing. Lashing is very repetitive. And if I show and teach my style, they're going to lash like I do eventually. So yes, they could take that skill set and be successful somewhere else. So now I'm starting to charge for that. I want Michael to, because I've seen him own his own boat and then work on these big Alaska boats and build teams. And even as a contractor, you know, having people work for him and teach them his skills. What do you want to add about team building and like what I can't think of, I feel like I don't have my words. <laughs> so uh, to go back to what you said about this time, you know, things have changed since a few years ago. Yeah. But I think it really had started way before that. It's just that it was really, had come more 
out in yeah, the open, I guess, true. or more prevalent. Yeah. Um, 2020 because, really messed people up. Yeah. Being at home and, like, people got this taste of, like, well, I can make money and yep. be at home. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. changed people's work ethic. But I think mm-hmm. you're right. Like, generationally speaking, we have this generational thing going on where people think they're just going to be successful or whatever or, or they do. Or they're owed something. Just yeah, because you're the in sense a of entitlement. Yes. We talked about that in another past episode. The sense of entitlement with some of the younger generation mm-hmm. and i don't care what industry you're in too you know you know like you said your your podcast has been mainly towards hairdressers mm-hmm. but the more we i listen to your podcast and and produce it and the more we have talked about it it really is the same with engineering and it's really the same in Industries. production and construction it's yeah. all the same because you're still dealing with quote employees or you're dealing with people that are coming up or dealing with people that want success or want to make money because that's the biggest driver is money when i look at building teams it's really working on finding who is receptive to pouring into yeah and and sometimes you don't know correct until you get in and you've already like poured into this person so much time and energy and And then you're emotionally invested and that's (sighs) the hard part because now you're frustrated because you're emotionally invested into someone that who they thought and you thought was going to be a good fit Mm -hmm. so i had this as a woman hold on as a woman (laughs) i'll just tell you that michael has had to listen to me whine and cry about this for the last four years i'm i wear my heart on my sleeve and then i'm so giving and then i'm just i feel like i don't want to i don't want to get into that relationship again with another person which is true because because you feel jaded exactly why do you want to be emotionally invested if you know that you're going to get broken up with yeah I mean, you deal with, you've been broken up with so many times. I remember you calling me from the boat. You're like, so-and-so quit. And I'm like, no way. What? Why would he quit? What? What's wrong with that person? You know, or whatever. You know, you get over it way faster. You're not crying about it. But Well, because I also know the mentality for myself is there's always someone around the corner. There's always mm-hmm. someone. And unfortunately, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. Everyone thinks they're going to find their like rock star people and the people that are going to want it just as bad as they want it. And that's very hard to find. Very, very hard to find. One of the stories I have of one of the guys that I'm, I helped train up, he was forced into an engineer under, under me. I had this other guy picked out. I went to the company. I was like, hey, this is who I want. They're like, nope, this is who we're going to put this other guy in this position because he knows somebody. And I'm like, oh, so I was so frustrated. It's not it's not the team I was building because you always want to figure out the team that you want to build. Who is who has the skill sets that you're going to need? Because that's what I look at as either a contractor or especially when I was an engineer is that I could I could manage really well. But if I had a guy that could be a really good welder. And then I can have a guy who did like read all the books and very academic. I had a guy who was really good at cleaning and maintenance. I had another guy who was really, really good at like just hard problem solving. So you put all these guys together. You have the A team. Yeah, you have the A team. You're rock starring it. But it took you how many years in your career to kind of like establish that team? 15. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had guys along the way. That, you know, that you'd have small pieces that you could put together. You just not never had a full team, right? Mm-hmm. And that's within any industry. I don't care what industry you're in. That's just the way it is. And so back to this one guy. So he was forced on me. 
And I remember we had a conversation. He's like, oh, I don't want to make this my career. And I'm only here for a little bit. I just, I'm here to make money. And so I got ticked. So I went to HR and I'm like, hey, look, I don't want this guy. This is what happened. So she's like, all right, we're going to deal with it. So then she called a meeting with me, with me, her and him. And she's like, all right, tell him what you told me. And I'm like, you're HR. You're supposed to deal with this, not me. So I'm like, all right, here we go. So I told him, I said, hey, I don't want you on my team. <laughs> and she, her mouth dropped. She goes, what do you mean? I go, you told me that you don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to waste my time pouring any sort of knowledge or anything into you if you don't want to be here. And like I said, she was literally picking her mouth off the ground and was like, okay, so so-and-so crew member, mm-hmm. you heard what? The chief has said, do you want to be here or not? And he's like, yes, I want to be here. I said, okay, if you're going to be here, this is what I expect. And I think a lot of people in managerial positions, they don't have an outline of what they expect. Yeah. And if they do, they don't then hold up to it. Yeah. That's the other thing. And then another aspect of that is now managers these days have noticed Mm – They become friends, right? And you can't, there's a fine line with being a a boss and a friend, right? You know, and I'm not, you know, because you're working. It's really hard in the beauty industry because. In any industry, engineering, we we live with these guys for two to three months at a time. You get to, everybody knows everything about your lives, right? So you get to know them. I never really hung out with those guys outside of the boat. Like when we're off the boat on land, you know, either we go to the bar or get a drink or just mm-hmm. hang out. We never really did that. How many times did we hang out with crew members? More than just a barbecue here and there. Not very often, right? Think about it. We don't have... On the Alaska boats or like with the tuna f- fishing? No, 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 no. No, these last, the big boat. Yeah, like not with the big boats. boats but, Correct. Um, I mean, so, we did though... <laughs> When you were running your own boat. Yeah, I mean, that's a little more. more. It was more intimate. Correct. And I think that's why, you know, it's been hard for me, too, because I have a very intimate salon. Mm -hmm. I don't have a big Mm -hmm. salon. I have three chairs. I got three beds. But there really has only, at the very most, um, been like four of us working Mm -hmm. together. So, you know, you you build those relationships. But then my our business is about building relationships. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not building relationships with your clientele, you're not you you ain't making money, girlfriend. So it's really hard (laughs) to not then build those relationships with your staff too. And I was very I will say I was very spoiled in my first salon because two of the gals that came and worked for me, I had worked for seven years prior. So we had built a we worked well together. We had friendship and we respected each other and even had, you know, I think one, two, three like five or six other girls that ended up coming during that five-year span, one of which is still one of my best friends today. But, like, I was very spoiled that first run of owning my own business with really good, loyal, dedicated people and people who had already, like, come into the industry very established and had a lot of respect for me. And this newer salon that I've got (laughs) uh, in a town, you know, that – I hadn't done hair in, in, in when I, in our other town, I had done hair for like 20 years or not quite 20 years up there, like 15 years. So, you know, there was the clientele and everything was like established in this town. I built my clientele all from social media and everybody that has come in to work at the salon has been 
not somebody that I know and that I've worked with for a long time. So it's been quite a challenge. Yeah. And like I said, it takes time. Like when I moved, mm-hmm. uh, I, I moved a couple bigger boats. Grant spent a few years on each of the larger boats mm-hmm. and it takes time to build a team. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that. I know you and I have had that discussion because mm-hmm. it's like, why can't I find these people? Why can't? And I would tell her, mm-hmm. I was like, look, how many years did you have you noticed it took me to build a team yeah. worthwhile? Now, granted, you can all, you know, those parts can expedite, but, you know, and get faster. However, usually it takes time because you're learning people's skill sets and you're learning where they're going to fit in. You're going to learn how you fit in. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm building a team, I'm usually having those tough conversations real early mm-hmm. in the game. You know, just like this, the the one guy that was like forced a, on me. It's like a, it's like a new relationship. It really is. It's just like, <laughs> hey man, if you don't want to be here, you can leave. I can guess someone it's else. Like the, and it's not. It's kind of like the conversation we had <laughs> about our relationship pretty early on. I'm like, bro, if you don't know you want to marry me by like year two, I'm out. <laughs> Correct. You know. So, but it it is. It's the same thing. You're we're getting gonna, into. If we're a, gonna get business, if we're gonna get serious in a business here, relationship. <laughs> Yeah. If we're going to get serious in this relationship, I got to know it's going somewhere. Are you committed for the long haul? Correct. You know, and same with engineering. Like I said, same with building, you know, any team, in my opinion, having those hard conversations early, I've always felt like you've got to break someone down to then build them up because that's who you're going to find out who they really are. Mm -hmm. And then so another example, another guy that I've had, he got kind of thrown on me in a sense he came with baggage around the industry like he just wasn't a good engineer and i talked to him i'm like that just doesn't make any sense to me like he seems like he's pretty good and i told him one day you know he'd been with me for like a year and i'm kind of training training him and i asked him i go what are your goals and aspirations like you've got to ask people that too what do you want Mm -hmm. not just i want to make money okay great how much money do you want to make Mm -hmm. right okay i want to make let's say a hundred thousand dollars Mm-hmm. okay let's reverse engineer that how, how are you going to do that mm-hmm. how many clients do you need right or how many trips do you need to accomplish that do you do you have a family do you want to build a family like i would get deep into what kind of vehicle are you driving is it reliable can i rely on you because that's another aspect of it right mm-hmm. are you providing for a wife or and or kids or do you rent or do you you know, have a big mortgage. Like there's a lot of these conversations that we would have because if you don't get to know where your either employee is coming from and the struggles they have that you can hopefully help them. Now I'm not saying financially, but you can help them to then mold them so that hopefully they're then motivated because a lot of people could be motivated by money, which Mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. Why? And I always thought to myself, and we've talked about this, why cap yourself at a ceiling? Mm-hmm. You can definitely do more. Now, granted, you're going to have to put in more work to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Right. And with a lot of that, if the more money you're going to make, you're going to have to have some sort of skill set, some sort of piece of paper, some sort of skill that's going to set you apart realistically. Yeah. Now, you don't have to be the best in that industry. You don't have to, you know, make something, some invention. Yeah. You know, like you talk about lashes. In my opinion, you mm-hmm. and your other gal that you guys do lashes, it, you guys are like the two best around where we live. Yeah. Is, well, and not know? a lot of hairdressers <clears throat> also do lashes. I feel like that's something I decided to add in that would set me apart. 
Um, and now I think like one a, a trendy thing that a lot of hairdressers are doing, they're like getting these like certifications. They don't have to have it to do it. It sounds fancy. They're, you know, being spending thousands of dollars to be certified in a special hand tied extension technique, which is great. It's great money to specialize in those high ticket items. And if you have the goal to be a six figure stylist, you you better learn how to do those high ticket items. I don't always believe that you have to go spend money for those specialized certifications you can become good at something without having that certification. If you're licensed, you don't have to then be licensed in another technique to do that technique. You can learn it and perfect it without the certification. Mm -hmm. But I think in your industry, it's a little different. Um, well, you in have that to have, sense. well, but the Coast Guard makes us have whole... a license, but for you, and mm -hmm. like you're saying, have a license, well, this is what a lot of people don't realize. Just because you go get some sort of certificate or license doesn't mean you know exactly. anything. How oh many engineers yes. do you remember me talking about? These guys mm -hmm. that were a good, you know, 20, 30 years older than me yeah. that I thought they had gray hair. I thought they had all of this experience because they'd have 20, 30 years on me. Exactly. And they didn't know anything. Right. Well, it's just like when I went to go <laughs> like mind. learn lashes, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a certified lash artist, you know, and it's going to bring me all kinds of more money. Well, I went and took the $2,000 class and most of the class was not <laughs> us learning lashes. It was like them selling the product to us, you know, and it was a sales pitch. That's fine. You know, yes, we need to know about the, the difference in product and like what that means. But I still left that certification, even though I was then certified as that lash artist. And at the time, it was one of the best like lash companies. Now there's like millions of different lash companies out there and so many different techniques. It didn't make me a better lasher. It just, I learned how to do it that day. It wasn't until I started lashing with this girl that had I had become friends with I started watching her lash that's how I became a better so basically I was like apprenticing with someone who was willing to teach me her skills that's what made me better and so if you're like thinking you want to come into the beauty industry find a mentor find a mentor that is willing to teach you the things like we kind of touched on this on the last one too it's like there are people out there willing to give you the information that you need and if someone's willing to take you under their wing and teach you things a, be a sponge. My mentor early on in my career, I didn't think of it like this until later on, but like she was willing to teach me everything I needed to know. And I was really green in the industry. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know that. I need to know that. I, I want to know that. I want to get better. I want to, and I just watched her and I just emulated what she was doing when it came to consultation, color correction and all the things. And that's what made me successful fast. Well, that's what, that's what you did. You implemented that stuff, right? I implemented Someone it. could show you, they could be your mentor, but if you don't mm -hmm. go the extra mile to actually yeah. implement it, and I'm not, you yeah. will never be good. In and my not, opinion, you'll be okay. I'm not saying that classes aren't important because they are. Yes, they can be. A hundred percent. Continuing educations are classes are great, but you can you can refine and get better once you learn a new skill. You you have to refine and get better. Mm -hmm. You know by implementing it again and again and again and duplicating it and mm -hmm. perfecting it, and that takes 
time. And that's with anything. Extensions, lashes, <laughs> color, whatever. Well, just being, you know, well, just being an engineer or in contracting. Like, you have mm-hmm. to... Like, like you said, you yeah, can you, you can go get a certificate in something, but doesn't mean you know how to do anything unless you're going to do something with that. Exactly. You have to practice it. And, you know, it's funny listening to you talk about you went to the last course and they just sold you for basically, you know, half of, or more than half. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things I tell the, my team members mm-hmm. or anyone who I'm building. You literally have to sell yourself. Yeah. What kind of skill sets do you have so true. that's going to benefit <clears throat> either me or benefit the company or benefit your position because you need to make yourself valuable in yeah. some sort of way? Yeah. Whatever, like I said, I had one guy who was a really good welder. <clears throat> I had another guy, you know, that was really good at, you know, the book yeah. aspect of it, right? The literature yeah. stuff. Well, and I if tell the new can... girls coming in, you know, what are you really, really good at? Like, that's what you should be photographing, making, you know, making content around and promoting. Mm-hmm. Use your skills. Correct, and I, and you know, and a lot of people they don't know what their skills are. That's true. And yeah. so that's where we come in, right, as mentors. And if you can find someone that that can help hone you in on your skill set, which is hard because mm-hmm. how many times I remember it took me a couple years. People would tell us, "Oh man, Michael or Angela, your husband, he's so good at content." He's so good at content. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of fluffed it to the side. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we hadn't really dabbled into it. We haven't really, we didn't really dive into it. What can we do to, you know, be successful and make money? How do you, you know, capitalize on that aspect yeah. of it, right? You know, with engineering, with myself, I was able to make a lot of money and move up because I learned how to troubleshoot. And that was the biggest thing. If something went wrong, I had to figure out what was wrong and how to fix it. Yeah. That was my skill set. I wasn't the best welder. I wasn't the best guy at the books. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I could troubleshoot. Yeah. And if I could troubleshoot, I can call somebody. Mm -hmm. Right? And so it's like you, in my opinion, from the years that I've known of you, you're a really great color correctionist. You can, you have the eye for it. People come in, you know, they're, you know, with that, it's not just color correction, but it's mm-hmm. also their, you know, what has, how their hair is damaged, how you can then get them on the road to getting it fixed, right? Getting their hair mm-hmm. fixed to where they, it's like a but treatment it's, plan, but it's also a process and you it's tell the process. people up front and a lot of people want that, you know, oh, throw some shampoo or throw an oil in my hair. Boom. It's going to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is going to feel like that because you went from disaster all of a sudden something not a disaster right it's like shooting content all of a sudden you can shoot a piece of content that you don't think it's very good but you got a different angle and all of a sudden people are like wow that's really good Mm -hmm. or maybe i'd like i was on a boat or many boats and i would just turn a valve for refrigeration and they're like wow all of a sudden we're getting colder fish in our minds it we we're not afraid back circling back to that we're not afraid to not necessarily fail, but we're not afraid to try something. Yeah. Because you don't know yep. if it's gonna if it's gonna lead to success or not. Now, granted, I know that with with hair, you can't overlap bleach. I want to say or something like that because you could break off, right? Oh, you you do. You have to know the basics, and that's where a mentor comes in to let to inform you. Hey, watch this. Hey, make sure you're paying attention to that. Hey, timing on this, right? Like I could probably tell someone how to foil their hair but doesn't mean i know what i'm doing well and, and in hair there in color just in general there's multiple ways i say this to the there was a gal that i was 
kind of mentoring with hair and she was like well i was taught you couldn't do that i'm like there's multiple ways to skin a cat here Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. if this is their goal you may think that this is the best way to get to that goal someone else might think it's this way to get to that goal and that's okay you know what you're not gonna know unless you try and the best way to try is to try like yeah. the best way to find out is to try i mean you know you just again sometimes it's just like throwing spaghetti at a wall yeah. see what sticks well a lot of the time too but I think with, with hair, hair as long as you know the fundamentals like yes but it's also you can't ruin ruined hair in a sense i mean yes, you, can, you can well <laughs> in my opinion you can definitely do something that they're not doing and it can make it better yeah, yeah. right i mean you can destroy anything don't even engineering but i would always tell my guys too They'd get, they'd pull a piece of equipment off and I'd be like, all right, hey, go ahead and check that out. We replace it with something new, right? And <clears throat> I'd see them the next day and I'm like, hey, did you look at it? Oh, I don't know. It's broken. Uh, you can't break it more. Like, take it apart. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Yeah. Check it out. You know, it's, a, it's like, just like troubleshooting. Correct. Like and with, with, you know, being a contractor in a sense, you know, we'd have something inside a wall. Be like, well, let's cut a wall in the sheetrock, right? But you've got to try the things mm-hmm. to get more comfortable at it, to have an idea of what you could expect. Yeah. Right? Same with media. It's sh- taking a picture or a short video and then you're like, oh, I don't really like that. Maybe I should have tried this next time. Yeah. Maybe get this angle or maybe this lighting. Like, it's just totally. you just, have to try it. Just try it. And that's what I try to instill in anyone, any team member, anything like just try something. Mm-hmm. And if you're really unsure, go in and ask me and I'm probably going to say, yeah, or maybe, well, I don't know if I'd do it like that. Try it like this. Yeah. Well, and if you have the right people around you to help mentor you, that then that will help you succeed faster. Well, this was a great episode of Insight from totally different perspective but <laughs> even though this relatable. is um a podcast kind of geared towards beauty professionals i want anybody who's listening to know like to take what we're saying and apply it in any aspect of their life in the same way that he michael does for fishing or media or construction and the same for for me when it comes to hair owning a salon opening a salon building a team like the fundamentals still apply um, across the board in a lot of different industries. If you've been listening to this podcast and liking it and wondering, how do I build a clientele or a business like that? I actually have a tool that I created and it's an ebook on how to build a clientele and get good at sales and networking and marketing. It is such an important part of growing a sustainable business. It's called The Art of Selling Style, and you can access my ebook through the link in my bio from my Instagram. In conjunction with that, I created a journal, and it's a tracking journal that will help stylists track their progress, success, their finances, their budget, all their clients that are coming in and seeing them. And it's such a great way to keep track of all the things that you're doing every single week and month. And it's a 90-day tracker to help you succeed and just become the best stylist that you can be. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Therapy. This is Angela Welsh. And if you want more of The Weekly Therapy, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Angela Welsh Designs. Please like, share, and follow for more. Leave your questions. I want to hear them.